0: Welcome to the Creative Wellbeing Podcast, a series of real and raw conversations supporting the connection with your unique creative voice to inspire a fulfilling and beautiful life. I'm Jess Fitzgibbon, and today is a special extra episode for season one that I've recorded and shared on the spot for you today. A bit of a creative impulse. In this episode, I'm sharing what's been coming up for me this summer holidays and how I've been recharging my creative energy through lots of stillness and spaciousness. And just a heads up, in this episode, I talk about how I've been regulating my emotions and I want to mention that this is my personal experience and what works for me you may find it more supportive to work through this type of thing with a therapist or a trauma-informed practitioner. And I also hold space for this inner work through my mentoring. So I hope you enjoy and please reach out to me if anything resonates with you because I'd love to hear what your intentions have been over the summer holidays. Hello. So I've decided to do an extra episode for season one because I'm sitting here. Well, I'm getting ready this morning. I had a bath, an early morning bath with the rain outside. It was so beautiful. And I did some meditation and rounding. And I was getting ready, and all of these creative ideas just started flowing through. And I thought, I'm going to sit down and do a quick recording on what's been going on for me over the last two weeks, because it's been an interesting time. So it's, what, the 5th of January today, and on the lead up to Christmas, I knew that I wanted to spend this holiday season differently to what I've done the past well, forever, (laughs) Um, I knew that I didn't want to fill up my schedule with things because what often happens around this time of year for me, like in the past when I've had a traditional full-time job, is I've actually gotten a bit depressed when I've stopped working because I'm used to having like this purpose and knowing how to keep myself busy essentially and when I'm productive I feel good about myself and when I take that away it's like what's there, (laughs) what's left in the space and how do I feel about myself when I'm not doing all of these things. So I was interested to see what it would be like this year because this year I've not had a traditional job I've been working for myself. I've been building my creative work and my creative offerings. And I wondered how the mood would be if I did you know, the same thing, took some time off. It was a strange thing to give myself permission to do that because what I do now for work is what I would do in my spare time back in the day when I had a full-time job it was what I did for pleasure um but in I'm sure anyone who does work that they love would understand it's taken me doing this to really understand why people are workaholics (laughs) I used to always criticize that and um judge people who couldn't stop and switch off from work. And I get it now. I'm like, oh, it's because you're just so excited and passionate about what you do. But there is still such an importance to putting it all aside. And that's what I wanted to do over the holidays. So what I've noticed is when I put my work aside, I want to fill my life with social activities. And I know that about myself now. And I was kind of ready for that impulse to come through. So I made a conscious decision to not do as many social things, starting with Christmas Day. (laughs) So my family, we had our Christmas on the 23rd of December this year because my brother has a child and they went up to his partner's family for the Christmas Day And, you know, I had some options available, like mum and dad were having a barbecue, which I was obviously invited to, a couple of friends invited me to things, but I decided on the lead up to Christmas that I wanted to have the day for myself. And I remember last year really wanting that for myself. I had this idea of like eloping for Christmas and going somewhere overseas and just doing my own thing. And it sort of just life naturally gave me that opportunity this year. I was house-sitting in Baumain from the 23rd to the 27th and it was just a perfect time to take some solitude. And at a time of year where that is not really socially acceptable <laughs> and has people questioning like, oh, like why would you want to spend Christmas Day by yourself? Um, but it was extremely... Freeing and um gratifying to have this day, like one of the most some people would consider one of the most important days of the year for connection. I often find Christmas has a lot of expectations, a lot of pressure on it. I'm sure a lot of people agree. It becomes a day that isn't always necessarily that enjoyable. Um, or doesn't meet the expectation of joy that we're wanting to feel. And I think by doing something for myself this year, I was initially going to go up to the Booty National Park and do my favourite walk up there to Maitland Bay, but I was feeling quite settled and just wanting to like hang local and not do a big drive And I decided just to go down to the beach. I went down to Coogee, just a more local beach. I went for a beautiful walk in the evening. I um, spent a lot of the day just reading and writing and, you know, just preparing my meals. I had, um, I think, a beer in the evening. It was just really relaxed and I felt really good about it. I actually turned my phone off for a lot of the day as well. There were some tricky moments like um, mum reaching out, wanting to chat and feeling, you know, I could feel that she missed me on the day and just allowing that to be there. There was a lot of feelings I had to sort of process that came up, these sort of, um, you know, hearing the neighbours, having family over and really sitting with this feeling of just because I'm alone right now doesn't mean I need to be lonely. And I wasn't lonely. It was a feeling of being very present with myself and with nature, essentially. Um, Just really feeling present and really in touch with my body. And that presence that kind of creates that feeling of magic is what I was able to access. Where often on Christmas Day, like after cooking lunch and being kind of really my attention so f- fully on others, which is a beautiful thing, I leave feeling very fatigued and depleted and at the end of the day I feel extremely recharged. Um, so, yeah, after coming back from Balmain I've had my parents' house to myself for 10 days while they're in New Zealand and I've really consciously tried to spend as much of my time here and not, um, say yes to many social activities at all. Um, doing this has been a double-sided thing. (laughs) There's parts of it that I really enjoy. And then there are difficult moments. Um, yesterday was particularly difficult and it wasn't crazy. It was just like, uncomfortable essentially I felt uncomfortable and I think it's because I'd had four days in a row of social things or just seeing one or two people every day for a few days in a row and when that was removed again and I took my space again like I had invites that I turned down so it was a conscious decision there was this real feeling of wanting to reach out to people or wanting to do work, like wanting to do music or wanting to do something productive. And I just noticed that and sort of turned inwards and felt like the sensations that were coming up, the discomfort of really being in my own presence. And I understand why people, when I tell them like, you know, I'm just laying low, I'm taking a lot of time for myself or I'm spending New Year's Eve by myself, or I'm spending Christmas Day by myself, why they get quite – they're either impressed or they're shocked. Like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> it's like when I travelled solo to Tasmania, quite a few people were like, wouldn't you prefer to go with someone? Like, won't you be lonely? And I understand now why they kind of – it's, a, it's really a projection of how they would feel doing that it's sort of them letting me know in a way that oh I wouldn't like to do that I've always loved solitude but I have to say like I have I guess to a point where I need of course like I'm a human I need human interaction but there's something to be said about noticing the need for human interaction and pausing and not just being so reactive to that and sort of thinking, well, what could I do for myself right now? Like, how could I entertain myself? How can I, um, give affection and attention to myself? I find when I'm alone, I have to have, I have to very much be focused on something. Otherwise I'm on my phone or I'm kind of overthinking or just lost in thoughts. And it's a fine balance between doing things but doing – like I've been trying to do things simply. So rather than do things for the sake of I'll get a dopamine hit and feel really good about myself if I tick off a few tasks, it's just being very present with making a meal – lying by the pool and having a swim, going for a walk, not putting music on constantly, like letting there be silence. Um, And just really wanting to feel that magic that happens when you are focused and present and allowing myself to not escape through external things and also escape through my mind or a distraction. Last night, like at the end of yesterday, which was a, you know, it was a lovely day. Like when I recounted to a friend via a voice note, like everything I'd done, I was like, oh fuck, I've actually done a lot today. And he mirrored back to me. Yeah, you have done a lot. That's interesting because you weren't feeling great and you've filled your day with things. And I was like, yeah, true. (laughs) It felt like I'd done nothing, but I'd done a lot. It felt like time had slowed down and that, you know, I was checking my phone too much. I was sort of like, wanting to be somewhere else but where you know I thought okay I could go to the new art gallery and I was like no make the most of being at home make the most of like having this time for yourself because before you know it things will be in action again like this is 10 days I've set aside to really rest and relax and be present and last night at the end of that day which had felt pretty anxious actually like anxiety was the underlying emotion and also self-doubt but it was quite subtle like I wasn't feeling hyper reactive or hyper like activated by those f- energies it was more it was just this subtle undercurrent that I was sort of trying to push away and I had to keep turning inwards and saying okay I'm feeling some anxiety that can be here. It's okay for that to be here. You're, you know, welcome here and it's funny when I do that it relaxes. But at the end of the day, I realize, I'm like, oh, that's right. This is actually a part of my job now. <laughs> and this is how I sort of trick my myself into rest and relaxation because it is a hard thing to do. I think a lot of us really crave rest and relaxation we want it but when we're given the opportunity to have it it's not easy um it's something that we kind of yeah it's like we put it on a pedestal but we actually don't really give ourselves permission to really take it and I think that's because we don't understand the importance of it I think in this very um productivity driven world and culture there's this sort of grow always wanting to grow and develop and learn which is a beautiful thing but there can't be constant creation like there has to also be um the darkness like for there to be the light and the creation there has to be that dark period of gestation it's like if you think of it in the seasons there has to be the winter where everything sleeps before spring comes and the buds start you know popping out out of the earth (laughs) um and I think that's really helpful for for me and for people who are doers and really love to um you know express and experience and to you know experience everything the world has to offer there's always this sense that rest and relaxation is wasting time and it's like I'm just sitting here while my life ticks by like is this something I'm going to really look back on and be like, oh, that was a great use of my time. There's this real time scarcity of um, I have to use every moment like it's precious. And what I realised when I kind of thought, you know, this is my job now, like part of being an artist and um, really dedicating myself to this, which I've done, is... To create the stillness and spaciousness that creative ideas grow from. When my life is cluttered and full of distractions and full of little, you know, I'll say the dopamine hits, like full of instant gratification, full of um, grasping for easy pleasure, Um, and you know, I'm very much someone who loves pleasure and lives by the mentality of do what feels good. But there's also, there has to be a bit of discernment around some things that feel good aren't, they're a distraction. They're actually not going to bring full contentment and satisfaction in the moment. And it's like looking at what feels good in terms of, does it feel satisfying do you feel peace from this? Do you feel fulfilled from this or is it just like a quick fix that leaves you feeling more hungry after? Um, this morning, spending some intentional time, I was very I was able to get very present and of course, ideas, and visions and inspiration to start flooding in and even a few weeks ago when I was sort of had just launched a business my story sharing business and the week after that I was feeling really reluctant to do any promotion work I just knew that it felt like a huge block was there I'm like oh I really don't feel like this it feels ick And I just took some space. I just took some space from it. And lo and behold, in that space came a really brilliant idea, um, a way for me to connect with the promotional side in an authentic way. And also another idea for another business came through, which solved a problem that I'd sort of been mulling over and if I hadn't have taken that week to really rest and sit by the pool and read and not do a lot, like these ideas wouldn't have come. And these ideas, that it's where everything begins. Like there is no work to be done. There is nothing to do if the ideas aren't born unless I want to live in a very reactive world in a world that's sort of just following suit with what I think I should be doing and reacting to what people around me are doing and sort of just falling into that um, conditioning slash my own habitual behaviour that isn't necessarily... Like I've grown out of that behaviour. It's like that behaviour no longer serves me, so why would I default back to it? And it felt like creating the space over this summer, as much as it's been uncomfortable, and I've been reading an amazing book by Tara Brack called Radical Compassion. She has... I came across her on a meditation app called Calm a few years ago and her practice called RAIN. And RAIN stands for recognize, accept, investigate, nurture. And this is what's really helped get me through these uncomfortable sort of feelings that come up because let's be honest, when we create space in our life and when we have stillness, solitude, silence, some uncomfortable things come up because we're giving our body an opportunity to basically purge things that have been underlying you know, just little currents under the surface that have been, we've actually been reacting to without knowing. And it's so important that we sort of turn to face these things rather than pretend they're not there. This is very new to me. Like I've always been the classic, numb my feelings, (laughs) suppress, push away, reject, and just be like, oh, I don't want to feel that well, why don't I feel bad? Like, why don't I feel good right now? And let's just fix it like with a quick fix. And I'm like, I guess that's part of being an optimist. You sort of just like, oh, like I'm not going to spend my time. I'm not going to waste my time on these emotions and I'm just going to suck it up and I'm going to get over it. And I'm going to call someone and talk to them about it for five minutes and then be like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> and it's funny because... As I've spent the time over the last two years getting closer to like turning and actually paying attention and giving my presence and attention to what my emotions and body have been telling me, the more I've done that, the less they control me and the more I can um, take risks and do things in my life that are on my like edge because I'm learning how to really sit with that discomfort. And over these last, you know, 10 days um, it's like the the discomfort I'm sitting in and being present with and turning inwards towards is expanding my capacity to sit with it, which allows me to take bigger risks in life. Like I've booked a trip to Vietnam in March. I literally don't know how I'm going to pay for it, but I know it's going to happen. And booking that flight was like, it was on my edge. I knew I had to do it. It felt right. And I had to just release the kind of um, realistic mindset of, well, how am I going to pay for this? I bought the flights knowing that that commitment would put everything in motion to be able to pay for it. And then there was a whole lot of discomfort that came up once I'd booked the flights, like booking them, I felt so excited. I jumped up and down like clapped my hands and was like a child. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And then when I went for a walk later, I felt a whole lot of self-doubt come in. I was like, why did I just book flights when I'm literally almost out of money? I don't know how I'm going to afford it. Is this the best way to be spending my money? Like All this doubt came in and all of this discomfort, but I was able to hold space for it and not kind of doubt my decision I was like oh I was ready for it I'm like oh yeah this is what happens when I make decisions that are kind of risky and this is like what it feels like to be living in a place of um not my comfort zone like out of my comfort zone this is what it feels like and how can I like actually celebrate in a way or enjoy this feeling because it's sort of of an achievement. Like I see when I feel that discomfort now, I'm like, cool, like I'm sitting in that uncomfy edgy place that is creating growth and expansion in my life and that's a good place to be. That's where I want to be. I don't want to be repeating myself and doing what's comfortable and that's just boring to me. I get bored and it eventually really becomes depressing because I know, and I can see where I want to go next. And I'm not allowing myself to do that. So in the practice of RAIN, with that, let's use that example of Vietnam. So it was just around recognizing what I felt. So firstly being like, I feel nervous. I feel stupid. I feel irresponsible. I feel silly. And then once I've, kind of named the feelings or I feel self-doubt I feel critical then I accept them and I'm just like okay I feel those things they can be here like I'm allowing them to be here rather than being like oh you shouldn't feel that way it's just being like that's fair enough I feel this way that's okay And once I've done that, it's about investigating. And it's not about investigating in my mind. It's about investigating in my body. It's like, where are those feelings? Where are those expressions showing up? So the nervousness is my stomach is clenched. The self-doubt, it's like this kind of ache in my heart. The self-judgment, self-criticism. like I feel this nausea, like a slight nausea in my throat. I feel like my jaw is tense and I just sort of notice where those things are showing up in my body. And then what I do is I ask them like, do you need to say anything to me? Like, what do you want to share with me? What do you need right now? And that's where the nurturing starts to come in. Cause they might say, I need you to just, hear me that's often what it is it's like I just need you to acknowledge that I'm here that I'm scared and just let me be scared and just notice that and not push me away and I look at that and I'm like okay I can do that and then the nurture part is giving those parts like what they need um sometimes it's like I need to go for a walk to like get this energy off or I need to reach out to a friend but usually it's something very simple it'll just be like I need to breathe that's often a big one when I'm feeling intense um well they're not usually intense but they're sensations in my body they're uncomfortable they become intense when I start thinking about them too much but if I just feel them And often they just need breath and I just need to take some deep breaths and then they sort of relax. They just need to be almost noticed. So that's how I've been using the practice of RAIN. Um, And yeah, I just thought I'd share (laughs) a bit of an unconventional holiday season that I'm living. I've also been enjoying a few social things here and there. And I have to say, having less has been more because I've really savored and enjoyed um, and been present with the people I have spent time with. Um, and yeah, I've got friends coming over for the next two nights, which is fun. I've noticed that it's funny, like sometimes when I'm alone, I want friends. I want When I'm with people, I wanna be alone. It's this weird like thing that happens and I'm just trying to get so much better at just being like accepting what state I'm in so when I'm alone really enjoying being alone doing all the lovely things I love to do when I'm alone and when I'm with someone really being present with them and getting out of like my mind and really like opening myself up to like what are they experiencing like who is this person and um, what can I learn about them and what are they saying right now and what do they you know, just really opening myself up to someone else's experience and learning and listening. Um, And also sharing, like that's something that I can struggle with sometimes is I love being asked questions and being invited to share, but I often hold back if that invitation isn't there. And I'm pushing myself to just share more. Um, And yeah, I guess it's podcast is a huge part of that doing these solo episodes it's just sharing what's going on for me and maybe this is something you can relate to or um yeah hear a part of yourself in so yeah I'm gonna leave it there I hope you're having a lovely summer it's been such amazing weather it's the first kind of rainy day today and I'm just gonna really enjoy it and just yeah keep on relaxing Thank you so much for listening and if you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to share it with a friend or you could also support me by leaving a donation, which helps me to continue creating. The link is in the show notes or you can visit jessicafitzgibbon.com forward slash donate.